The funny thing about the law of attraction is that you can't run from the law, but you can learn how to use it properly. This is my conversation with Zara Mehun. What if the truth came in a gel cap and we could just pop it in our mouths and forget about it? Well, it doesn't, and we can't. But we can laugh in the face of reality while plotting our survival. Welcome to the Truth Tastes Funny podcast. I am your host, Hirsch Repun. And if my guests can handle the truth, so can you. Open wide, folks. Here it comes. Welcome to Truth Tastes Funny. Our guest today is Zara Mahoon. Zara has written 12 books on the law of attraction and helping people stop making the mistakes that ruin their lives and, and take all the joy out of their experience in this world. Zara, thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited to be here. So let's start with joy. Let's start with the idea of joy. Is joy our natural state or is kind of fearfulness and worry something that we are born with? Joy, I believe joy is our natural state. We gravitate towards joy. And if nothing was happened to intervene, if no fear was planted, then we would stay in a place of joy and happiness and satisfaction. I think fear is what takes us away from that place. But if you take the fear, fear away, we automatically return to joy. Now that sounds great, but fear rears its head. Yes. It's, I, I was just, you know, I have, uh, I have a, a teenager at home still, and I'm dealing with my own, like looking at my own upbringing and what were, what was my behavior like at a certain age? And how did I learn these lessons? Yep. And how did my parents deal with stuff like this? And I, I feel like, wow, I don't remember being fearful yes. as a, as a child but I remember being fearful as an adult. So what happened? You know, where did it, where does it come from? Well, the, the more we live, the more we learn to fear because we are surrounded by fear. Other people's fears, the media introduces fears because we tend to talk about what's going wrong more so than we talk about what's going right. Yeah, we do talk a lot about what might happen. Yes. All the terrible exactly. things that might happen. And right. I have in some of my, in my older kids, I have some of the, the same things like they're either not interested in necessarily all the fearful stuff that's going on in the world, or they're really wrapped up in it and affected by it. Yeah. And uh, so I guess a lot of it is what do we do when we get that input? It's a choice. So you have to understand that you don't need to take on someone else's fear. You don't need to take on something that has happened to someone else because what happened to them has to do with their thinking, their belief system, their person, and you are not them. Therefore, there's no reason for something that happens to someone else to happen to you unless you start thinking about it. Now, if you start thinking about it, you've activated it. And if you've activated it, then you're, draw, you're drawing it into your life by paying attention to it. It's the pink elephant philosophy. Have you come across that term, the pink elephant philosophy? Well, well, I remember from Dumbo, the song Pink Elephants on Parade. 
which was a scene of musical number from Dumbo, which was kind of a scary, actually, like a nightmarish scenario. But the pink elephant, uh, I'm sure, means something more. Yes, it's not the same. It's not the same one. It's not from Dumbo. It's not a Disney. No, no, no. Okay. No, the pink elephant philosophy is basically if I ask you to stop thinking. Do not think of a pink elephant. You're first going to think of a pink elephant. Okay. Yeah. So that's number one. The second thing is once you pick a pink elephant and you activate it by thinking about it, you're going to go out onto the street and start seeing pink things because that's now active in your mind. So you'll, you'll start seeing all the pink cars on the road. You'll start seeing the color pink. Not because it wasn't there before, but you weren't picking it up because your attention wasn't on it. So what happens to us is once our attention is turned on to fear, we pick up more fear. Yeah. And we tend to become more fearful. And then we pick up more fear because yeah. we, are, we are hooked into it. We've activated it and it erodes joy. But soon as the fear is gone, then you can return to joy. So let's say, let's have an imaginary scenario. Let's say that somebody tells us that there's this uh, huge meteorite heading for the earth and it's going to destroy all of us, but there is a chance that it might bypass the earth. So now you can imagine everyone on earth is just like, oh my God, life is going to be over in four seconds. Right. Right? And then it's gone and now you're like... Hmm, return to joy. So when fear is taken away, we automatically return to joy. Joy is our natural state. Fear is an external force that takes us away from our natural place. And it sounds like the two can't really coexist. No, they cannot. So you're giving up joy every time you're afraid. Yes. You're relinquishing your your ability to feel the joy that's right and we can do the reverse we can choose to not take on the fear and stay in our place of joy okay so then the natural follow-up question that i have is are there is there anything that we should be afraid of does fear have a place no so from the law of attraction perspective no because when you fear something, you call it to you. So why would I want to call anything that does not serve me into my life? And I call things to me by activating them in my thought. The more I think about it, the more I'm calling it to me. It's like a magnet. Our thoughts are like a magnet. Whatever you focus on, you draw into your life. And so by focusing on things that I don't want, I'm actually bringing them into my life, even though. I might be saying, I hope that never happens, but I am still activating it because the universe responds, universal forces, quantum physics responds to the attention of the observer. Yeah. Right? So if so, we don't pay attention, we, we don't go there, then we are not calling it unto us. Okay, fair enough. Now, if you would explain a little bit about law of attraction, and how that works and why that's something that people need to, to learn as they, as they try to have more control over their mindset. 
but you said it, it's precisely for the purposes of control that everyone should learn how to use law of attraction because you get more control over your life when you know how it works. It's like we are here to play the game of life and we are playing it by the wrong rules or we don't know what all the rules are. In order to win, you need to know what the rules are. They give us a framework. Within that framework, we can win. And if you don't know the rules or you're playing by a different set of rules, then you don't even know that you are acting against yourself, but you are. But you're, so let's say you're calling fear to yourself and you have to figure out, well, why? Why am I, you can't just decide not to call it to yourself, right? You, I mean, I could. I could say, I'm just not going to be afraid of anything anymore. And that might get me to a certain point. I might, yes. I might be able to, you know, just, just starting now from this moment, I might say, yeah. okay, I'm not going to be afraid about, yeah. I had a great conversation with Sarah. I'm not going to really focus on this fear because I know that it's really my, I'm either calling it to myself or it's not important and it doesn't serve me and I don't need it in my, in my life. And that'll go a certain distance. But what what happens, what blocks us that creates work for us to do? Well, all of fear and all of worry and anxiety come from our wanting to control things that we don't really have a control over. Okay. Right? That's where it comes from. But the interesting thing is that by law of attraction, you get control by giving up control. When you give up trying to control something, you actually control it. It's a form of magnetism, basically. Yes, it right? is. Yes, it is. You know, we're we're we can we can be a magnet for good something, yeah. for good things. Yes. And and now, does it change something for me to simply say, okay, I I do attract a lot of good things. I am a magnet for a lot of good yes. things. Um. I am not a magnet for fear or sadness or or misery. Is that something we can put out into the world? And how effective is it to just think that way? You see, the you, if you are still using fear in there or you're focusing on what you don't want, then you're still attracting it. So Okay. Let me give you an example. So I hear when I'm coaching people in my coaching practice, I hear people say things like, I'm looking for a relationship because I don't want to be alone. But in that sentence, you have activated being alone. Right. So the way to actually bring a relationship into your life is to say, I want to attract a relationship because I would like company. Now you have not activated loneliness. You've actually focused on, talked about what you want without including in the mix some of what you don't want. Yeah. And that's learning how to speak that way is the key. We don't realize it and I didn't realize it until I really started exploring it and learning about it and experimenting with it I didn't realize it because Hirsch, honestly I used to think that I was the most positive person in the world and other people yeah. told me that 
other people told me, oh my God, you were so positive. Nothing phases you. But in reality, my life was not, it didn't look like the way I wanted it to look. So if I was really positive, I should have been manifesting all sorts of good things, but I wasn't. And that is because I wanted good things to happen, but I was in my asking of them, in my thinking about them, I was mixing it up with what I wanted to exclude. What you want to exclude should never be talked about. It should just be excluded. That's right. Yeah. Right? Because by mentioning it, you include it. For example, this is something that I noticed. A mother's calling out to her child. I mean, I live in outside of Toronto. We get a lot of snow. So a mother calling out to the child, don't run on the ice, you will fall, has just now activated the opposite of what she wants. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She doesn't because want now that. she's put yes. the thought of the fear of falling in the child. That's now the right. child is motivated by that. I really strongly believe in because I feel like, well, first the two things, my, you know, I'm Jewish. My, I was raised Orthodox Jewish. And my, my father had a saying that he would share in Hebrew, which mm-hmm. is, which means don't open your mouth to Satan. So in other words, don't say, oh my God, I hope I don't fall yes. or I hope I don't get exactly. hurt or I hope this doesn't happen. Yes. Don't tell Satan what your, what your fears are. Yes. And, and exactly. it was a, a kind of a mystical thought, but it always stayed with me. The idea of introducing negativity into, into the, the conversation. And yet exactly. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I don't know that I've put it into practice. I think I, I think I, I, I still will have a hard time with that phraseology because I think you're right. You know, when I, when I look at um, surfers and extreme sports, people, athletes who do these amazing, daring things, they will confess that they have fears that they're conquering. Yes. But at the same time, they're not saying, I hope I don't crash. <laughs> exactly. You but know? then that now you've got your focus there, right? Yes. So your results are diluted because you mix them up with a little bit of the negative. If we leave the negative out, now we are being really positive. Yeah. So how did how did you come to this world of uh, law of attraction and mindset shifting and what led you to this? I was always on the journey because I was looking for answers to a lot of things that I was observing, not only about my life, but about the life of others. But the rubber really hit the road when I wanted, I went through extreme contrast in my own life. And wasn't able to find a solution. And every time I thought about a solution, it involved money and I had none. And I thought, well, what if I can fix it just by thinking? Because <laughs> there's nothing else I can do. I have no money. I can't buy a solution to my problems. So maybe I can think my way out of it. And, and that gave rise to a whole series of personalized experiments not all of them went well but out of that that's, I, 
That's why they call them experiments because exactly. they're they're not all going to have no, a positive result. No, 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 no. In fact, I created some seriously horrible situations through my experiments. Um, but in the end, I learned to put together. I kept telling myself, if this is really a, a law, if this is a law, then it has to be precise and exact, and I should be able to repeat it every single time with predictable results because I'm a scientist by training. And so in the lab, when you do experiments, you vary things. You, you, there are variable elements of the experiment and you vary one element at a time and then you observe the results. And you emerge right. with a formula that says, if you do this, this, and this in this order, you will always get this result. And that's what I was after because it cannot be a law unless you can repeat it every single time with predictable results. And that's right. what it was after. So I kept, I kept, I had lost everything, so I had nothing more to lose. So I kept, I kept experimenting until I figured it out. And in a, in a laboratory, you also have a control. Yes. Right? You have a, you have a control for your experiment so that you know what the, what the norm is. And what exactly. the what the non-variable—that's right. What you're changing and what you're not. So yeah. my my reality was the basis from which I was starting, where I had nothing. So when you start from zero and you start observing, okay, I did this, but I am still at zero. So that means it didn't work. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's do something else and let's see if I can move the needle. Move the needle and and get something, see a manifestation happen myself in my own life, and then observe what caused that manifestation. And what had you, how had you lost? How, what, what, how did you experience the, the losing everything? By my thought, I experienced losing everything because of the way I was thinking. I was thinking negatively. I just didn't know that I was. So I'll, 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 it's a long story, but I'll try and summarize it. Okay. Um, so I, I came to Canada with my husband. He had an affair. I left because I couldn't handle it. And when I left, he left the country. We were new in Canada. I had been on mat leave. I had just had a baby and I didn't have work. He left. And because he left, I had no recourse to any sort of financial support. I didn't have any family in Canada and I was left with all his debt. Uh -huh. wow. And I, I had to- That was a parting gift, a parting uh, gift for you. Yes, so, I mean, it can't get worse than that, right? No. You're in a new country, you don't know a single soul. You don't even know that there are things out there, you know, systems and procedures that can help you. You know nothing. And, uh, and now you have nowhere to live, you have no money, you have debt, and you've got two children and no work. Wow. Yeah. So, so, when, so, so, so you're, and you were trying things and then, and nothing was working and you needed to, and so it, it came down to that, that thought of what if I, what if I change it in my mind? Mm -hmm. And what, what was the it? Yeah. What was the breakthrough 
moment in your like what changed when did something change that you felt wow oh uh, well i burnt my boats that's what changed i said not going back not going back staying in canada going to do it whatever it takes and the words i said were and every morning i would wake up and i would say i'll go wherever i need to go talk to whoever i need to talk to do whatever i need to do but i'm staying mm-hmm. and i'm going to look after my kids honestly my kids are you know they lit the fire under my bum literally if it wasn't for my kids i would have dug a hole and died but it was yeah. because of my kids i was like nope i'm not going to let this happen i'm going to look after my kids i'm going to do whatever it takes so i became open to being guided i was like guide me tell me what to do universe you know show me what, what who do i have to speak to today mhm and uh, just a series of that those types of thoughts and thinking okay i'm i'm just going to be open i'm not going to have i'm not going to make up any certain decisions i'm not going to i'm just going to be open and whatever yeah. comes to me is for me so amazing things happen i was guided by the newspaper i saw an ad in the newspaper for a course and i decided i wanted to take this course because it was taking me back to something that i had learned many years before i had taken a course i had got my nlp neuro linguistic programming certification many years prior and then forgotten all about those skills and then i saw that there was this course in the newspaper for nlp and i thought oh well that stuff really helps hypnosis really helps i should brush up on my skills because they are going to help me in this situation maybe uh-huh. i can hypnotize someone to help me yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so i i uh, but here's how the universe was leading me i didn't have the money for the course i called the course instructor he said no nope, not giving you a break come up with the money and then you can attend so i said universe i would like to attend this course you know show me a way to come up with the money the money showed up i took the course it led me to my next step when i told my instructor what was going on in my life he said let me introduce you to a really a good friend of mine she she will help you navigate finding a job so he connected me to this woman who then hired me and from there i started i started making money basically and then i had to keep myself open because it was a commission based job i had to say to myself i can overcome all the obstacles So I didn't know anyone in Canada this was a commission based job but it didn't scare me I didn't have care for my children when I was going to work so I put it out there I said universe I need your help I need someone to look after my children lo and behold one of the mothers at my daughter's school offered offered she found out that I was going through a tough time and I was just at a PTA meeting saying yeah i know i have this problem i don't know what to do i've just started a job and i don't have any daycare for my kids and she said don't even worry about it i live across the street from the school so it's just like i w- i was being led one step at a time and all the problems that i had were getting figured out 
not because of me doing anything special, but the answers were coming to me. They were being brought to me. And then I analyzed all of this that happened and discovered what I was doing differently, how it happened. Because every time I needed something, I would say to myself, I don't know how it's going to happen. This is what I need. I don't know how it will happen. But there's got to be a way. And then the way would appear. And you would be open to it. I think I think that sometimes we're afraid to put out there that we need help because yes. we it's not only it's not even in well part of it would be embarrassment or shame or something like that. But there's also a sense of, well, I have to be strong. So I have to put a strong face out. And people are not going to like to see weakness. Mm-hmm. So we have in our minds that we don't want to show weakness. And that's part of what's behind the mental health stigma that we're trying to break the notion that people can't need emotional help, but they can need physical help. They break their arm. They yes. need to go to a doctor, but their exactly. heart is broken. They can't, they can't share it, you know, um, yeah, and so you brought, it, you brought it back to where we started from, Hirsch, because that's a fear, you see? That's a yeah. fear. That's fear-related. And any time you are impacted by an external force imposing fear, right? Now it's preventing you from doing those things that you know you should be doing. You know what you should be doing. Fear prevents you. Yeah. And so yeah. fear, fear is really the thing that we need to deal with. Um, and as you said, very rightly, that it, it needs to be addressed. And I, you know, like I've been saying this for many, many years now, is that when someone is diagnosed with a critical illness, something that is deliberating, they should not just get care for their body, they should also be assigned care for their mind because it's the mental stuff that created the health stuff. And, yeah. and you, can't, you can't really fix the health stuff if you don't fix the, the head stuff. And that's why yeah. I, I call it heart and mind alignment. You need to fix both. Excellent. Excellent point. I had, I mean, I still have technically Crohn's, ileitis, um, you know, I've been very fortunate the last 20 years or so in terms of the the symptomatic element of it, but I was sick when I was, you know, a teenager and you know, much younger. But, you know, it's always been an inexplicable illness. They can't really, you know, put a finger on what causes it. They know certain foods aggravate it and they know certain things, but they know it's tied to stress, emotion, yeah. somehow. And yet, while there are there are places you can go for help with anything these days, it I'm not sure that it's tied together in treatment. It's not. It's not tied you know? together. Yeah. And it should be. It should yeah, be. It should be. But they haven't caught there are all sorts of issues with the system. You know, we appreciate the systems that we do have, but there is room for improvement. Nevertheless, I think anyone out there who is encountering a physical setback should look for mental health. They need help with their psyche because now two things happen. There's the stress that caused the illness 
plus their stress caused by the illness you know so it's a double yeah. whammy it's actually more stress yeah it's a circle it's a vicious vicious cycle because it, it exactly. because it creates its own problems yes. and exactly. that's the that's a, that's analogous to everything that we're everything. dealing with in life absolutely and i want to circle back to the the larger the larger mindset that we're that we're all facing we're we've been through a lot these last couple of years we know we're still going through a lot as a society there i cannot think of anyone who doesn't have emotional challenges and mental health challenges and a need to get a get a grip so what is the first most practical thing that a listener to the show who's going through whatever myriad issues any of us are going through but they would like to get a grip they would like to get a hold what's the first step that they can take oh this is such a big actually the answer is not a simple answer because it depends on who you are where you are what do you have access to what are your current belief systems but i think that one thing that everyone can do regardless of who they are where they are is just learn to breathe just breathe you yeah. know we get to breathe we hold our breath when we when we are encountering fear of any type automatically we hold our breath mm-hmm. even when we are watching a movie yeah. we tend to hold our breath and so when you are under stress you don't breathe as much and it has it impacts immediately impacts your physical body because if you're not breathing properly your physical body is not receiving the oxygen that it needs to receive and then all sorts of problems ensue from there your circulation is affected your your extremities are suffering your organs are not getting the nutrition they need all sorts of things happen so the and and the first thing is just breathe just breathe all the way in that's that's why mindfulness and meditation are so important because they start yes right i we i can, totally agree yeah yeah we need to create some some space in our life where we can go where where we can retract into this little space where we don't have fear and you can find you know like when we were kids we used to find that space when we built our uh, little tent tree house tree houses <laughs> and we had little hidey holes that we would go where nobody knew we were hiding and that was like our safe place there was no stress there you know like mom wasn't going to find you and scream at you it was your stress <laughs> your stress free zone you've got to have everyone needs to have a stress free zone if you don't have a place to go to you know like adults when we were children we could hide when we are adults we can't hide where are we going to go and hide right so yeah. you you've got to create a stress free zone for yourself this is why people create uh, in their homes they create a corner for prayer or a temple or something like that or a meditation corner but meditation helps us to create that space within and 
yes, meditation for someone who is an A-type personality, who's been on the go all the time, who is stressed out, so many things are going on in their life. It's not the easiest thing to learn. But if you can just devote your time to learning it, it will free you because it's a space that is within you. No one can take it away. It is yours. No one can go there except mm-hmm. you. It's your own private stress-free zone. We need, every single person needs to have that stress-free zone and experience it for at least part of their day in order to nourish themselves, not just their Sorry. (laughs) The dog doesn't have a stress-free zone. Someone at the door, actually. That's okay. What kind of dog do you have? A Labradoodle. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I have a I have a, a Yorkie poo. And when he gets going, like he just he doesn't stop, you know. So he sometimes interrupts the show only because his his little run, outdoor run area is right out here. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care if I'm recording. He, he doesn't she, know. Yeah. She well, she's usually very, very good, but if someone knocks on the door. That's a yeah. definite. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it sets sets, it. sets 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 her off. That's right. You know. Sorry about that. Uh, that's okay. Well, let's let's kind of draw to a, a to a conclusion. But sure. talking about a, a safe space, a quiet yeah. space, a, a stress free zone. Yeah. Um, I can't agree enough. I, I meditation for me is sometimes we put off the simplest things. Because we think that the solutions are all complicated. Complicated. Absolutely. I agree with you. And and I'm sure that a lot of us get into meditation. And for the first maybe year of it, which is about how long I've been doing it now, we don't understand what we think. We think it's we're missing something because, you know, the breathing immediately helps. Yes. So if, if it were only about breathing, that would be helpful. Yes. And then stepping out and giving ourselves a little distance from whatever it is that's troubling us, yes. which is easy enough to do, stepping outside for a minute and just being mindful and looking at the situation from the outside a little bit is also really easy. But we just, it's, it's I don't want to say it's a miracle cure, it's, but, but it's just so useful. It is. Any situation that I've, found myself in to be able to to drop in to a a practice of meditation for a few minutes five minutes ten minutes is so refreshing absolutely and and usually in the heat of the moment if we get upset about stuff we regret it usually usually if we react to something yes we regret it we regret it we don't so why can't we just get to that place where we didn't do it and like let's go get to the other side yes let's just try to get get to the other side and you know and i think that that uh you're really reinforcing a lot of a lot of things that i've been slow to discover uh for years i wanted to conquer fear quote unquote but i could i couldn't figure out quite 
where to put it. And I think it's illuminating for you to say, well, really, you don't put it anywhere. You you put it outside. You exclude it. Yes. Because by bringing it in, we're just we're just giving it oxygen. Yes, exactly. You know. Yes. What are you working on now? Are you you've you've written twelve books? Are you still writing? Or are you? Yes, I am. Are you? Uh, what? So what are you? What? What's what's on deck for you? Oh, so many things. I have so many books inside me to write that I uh, I get distracted which one to work on first. But yes, I'm working on developing some online programs as well to help people, and uh, I continue to write. I'm working on a a self-worth, self-help journal just now that should be coming out soon. And I'm creating a, a book that is tantalizing, at least to me. It's called My Life Is My Life Sucks, But I Can Fix It. <laughs> That's great. I think sometimes we say, oh, you know, what makes someone an expert or what makes someone uh, an authority? And it really comes down to an ability to transmit and share your experiences and what you've learned in a way that is special and reaches people. And in the, you know, it seems that that's something that's a gift that you have. It's 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 something you were you were meant to do. I am driven by it, absolutely, but I like what you just said. And I believe that things need to be made easy. The problem is, you see, I'm lazy and I believe that everyone <laughs> is. I believe we're all lazy. We Really, if we could get by without working, we would. So I, if something's difficult, I don't even want to try it. Yeah. Because it just feels like, oh my God, this is too much. I can't handle it. So I always feel that information should be presented in a manner that is simple and easy to apply. Simple to understand, easy to apply. That's when we can take it and we can put it into action right away. And that's what I strive for in all the books that I write. I've I've written a book about meditation to make meditation easy. I've written a book about um, just how the universe works, which is a diluted version of quantum physics to help bridge the gap for those people who don't want to go into all the science, but still need to have scientific proof. You see, our, mm-hmm. our, mind, our minds say we need evidence, but we don't want to learn the science. Right. It's, we call it rocket science, right? I don't want to, that's yeah. rocket science. I don't, never mind that not going yeah. there right but we still ask for evidence that is scientifically based so um so i um my my whole vision and my aim is to make it simple for people so that they can grasp the idea and run with it put it into action get your own evidence because you've got to taste your own evidence once you have your own evidence now you start believing that yes it works because I can talk to you until the cows come home, but it's just talk. You have to get your own evidence. And that's really the quest. The quest is for our own evidence and yes. hopefully with without too much work. It's a very, it's a very, well, you know, because people will say, oh, you have to do the work. Yes. You have to do the work on yourself. I, what I think is the, the things that put us off aren't always difficult. 
we just, again, coming back to fear, we've just ascribed an emotion to it that is like a door. So it's true. like right here. It's right here. Yep. The thing is right here. I could go and do this thing, yes. but I've got, I put this door there. I yes. put this door there. Yes. And, and so, uh, you know, my challenge to everyone in the audience is, is to, uh, to take your words to heart and seek out, seek out our own evidence, but just close our eyes, remove the door to whatever that next thing is and just walk. It's like in Harry Potter, when he, when he goes through the subway station yeah. wall, that's right. Like, just walk through that wall. That wall yep. doesn't really it's exist. It's not really there. When you tell yourself that you're open, then things will show up. And when something yeah. shows up, go with it. Say yes to it. Thanks so much for tuning into Truth Tastes Funny. If you enjoyed the experience, please leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. <laughs>